When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to the new and improved Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. After many years of interviewing the best and brightest thought leaders around the world on my SiriusXM show, I am excited to now have those interviews available to people around the globe on this podcast. So many people would write us and say, I love what I've been hearing about your interviews with these great people. Where can I access them? I live in this country or that country, or I don't have access to that technology. How can I get the information? Well, I'm so excited now that we are able to offer the information and the interviews free on this podcast. So, We want you to sit back and enjoy this message and let me know how you like them. And then do me a favor. If you like them, send a review, write a review and post it. And if you like it, hit like on here and share it and tell everybody you know about it. And then subscribe to this podcast so you'll get the alerts when we post a new interview episode. Thank you for listening. And enjoy the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world. Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame. Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Well, it's true. I have only just a minute. Yep, I only got 60 seconds in it. Yeah, it's forced upon me. I can't refuse it. I didn't seek it. No, I did not choose it, but it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Oh, it's just a tiny little minute. (laughs) But your eternities, my eternities, our eternities are wrapped up in it. This is Dr. Willie Jolly welcoming you to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way show and podcast heard around the world, around the globe and across America and in other countries. I'm so grateful. Look, you want to stay tuned today. I've got how to land on your feet, not on your feelings. Gameness from the new best-selling author and CEO of Eckert Connect, an incredible gentleman who's going to help you to grow your success, your future, your finances, and help you get some gameness so you can win in this game of life. David Dennis is my special guest today. Well, we'll be, we're will be we going to talk more about his book in a moment, but I want to take a moment first to say I'm grateful for each and every one of you who have made this the number one self-help show in the country. Not me, not me. No, it's you. You have told your friends, your family members, your co-workers, your peers, your, uh, some of you might even told your, your enemies. I don't care who you tell, but I want to thank you for telling everybody you know about this show and how so many of you now are listening and making it part of your week. You call 
call you. We call it appointment listening. You make an appointment to listen to this show, and I'm thankful for you. Continue to do that, please, because I appreciate the fact that you have made this the number one show in the country. Then I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor. You know, we are grateful for not just the sponsor, for a partner. We're happy to have the support of Truist Bank. And I want to tell you about Truist Money Mindset and the fact that they are making a commitment to the community. They've got resources on their website for people to learn about financial literacy, about wealth building, about impacting your income as well as your revenues. I want you to go to truist.com, truist, T-R-U-I-S-T.com and check out all of the great things they got on their website. Look, It's true. When you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. Truist is a different kind of bank. Go and check them out. And I am grateful. Now, you know, I start with the fact that I'm grateful for all the things, but then I take a moment. Oh, yeah. Now I'm doing this a little out of order because of my guest. Look, I want to take a moment to give God some glory and give him some praise and some honor and worship him because I'm grateful for him. Now, I know everybody who's listening. Now, they're not believers. There are people who listen to this. They go into wealth information and they say, you know, I'm not a believer. I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. But I've got to take a moment to give God some glory, give him some glory, to give him some praise, to give him some honor, because he took a guy like me, just a broke down, jacked up dude, and transformed my life, turned my life around. And I'm grateful. I remember them. somebody said, when you are blessed by somebody, you got to take a moment and thank them. And I take a moment every show, every show to thank God for grace and glory. God I got is also of the same ilk. He's of the same mindset. He is a CEO. He is a person who has transformed companies, turnaround company. They call him the turnaround guy, but he's also a guy who is like me and he's grateful. He can tell you his story. His name is David Dennis. He is the president, CEO of Eckert Connect, one of the nation's largest nonprofits providing workforce development, job core services, juvenile justice, and child welfare services across the country. He became the CEO in 2007. The organization was serving about 9,500 youth per year across primarily residential programs in eight states. He had an annual uh, revenue of about $79 million. Under his leadership, Eckert Connects has grown to serve over 43,000 clients every year, employing over 2,000 people and close to 240 million, that's right, million, 240 million in annual operating revenues. His uh, career includes decades of directional leadership experience across each sector of the human services industry, including workforce development, behavioral health, juvenile justice, and child welfare. After experiencing the death of his father, David watched the struggle of his uneducated, unemployed mother who just fell apart under the weight of raising two children. She was unable to overcome her battle with alcoholism. And David was ultimately removed from the home by Child Protective Services as a young boy. However, he was given a second chance after being adopted by a new family. But then he spiraled in his own personal life as a young teenage young man, doing things that weren't really productive. But one day, his life changed because he picked up a a book. He picked up a book and started reading it. It's called the Bible. And he can tell you his story, and it transformed his thinking. It transformed his life. It gave him hope. It gave him help. 
And now he's going on to be a turnaround guy. They call him the turnaround guy because that's what he's done for a number of organizations. And now he's doing it with this new book, Turning Individuals' Lives Around. This is one of the best books I've read this year. I'll tell you how I even got it in my hand. But I want to take a moment to introduce him to you and say, David, welcome to being on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And we're grateful to have you. And please tell us the, the real story. I, I gave him the kind of thumbnail reader digest. Tell us the story of how this guy became one of America's uh, profound turnaround experts. Willie, first, I just want to say it's an honor to be with you. And you and I have had a number of opportunities to uh, break bread and, and, and share about our lives, our own personal journeys, as we have uh, been blessed to have you come and speak to our leadership team over the years and to our donors. And anyone listening to this that's a part of a nonprofit organization or a special cause that's important to you, uh, organizations that raising uh, additional resources to support that cause is important. Uh, I couldn't recommend enough that you consider Dr. Jolly to come and share his heart, share his own personal story with you and, and use the amazing gifts God's given him to motivate, enlighten, and inspire uh, folks uh, toward causes that matter. And so uh, that's how we connected, as you, as you recall, uh, Willie. We, I just uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be on here with you. I, I, uh, I would love for you to tell the story, though, how it actually came about that, uh, uh, that I'm on your, on your podcast today. Uh, and uh, if you don't, I'm going to. <laughs> I'll tell it because it's so good. Uh, folks, uh, first of all, as he said, I have spoken for Eckert Connect, and I want to thank our friend Barry Bantha, who, who recommended, said, you got to get Willie Jolly to come speak for your team. And they did. And I've spoken for them a number of times, as well as some of their external uh, organizations, Job Corps and so forth. But David had called me about the book. And, and I get a lot of folks call me and say, can you write a quotation about the book? And he get me sent me a portion of the book, a little bit of it, but it wasn't a full book. So I, I I read a little piece and I wrote a nice little quote and I sent it back to him and then I'm done. I'm going on to my next thing. And now I'm in my office and my wife comes in, who is my number one advisor. She says, let me tell you something. I just read a review on a book, a book that you got to have this guy on your radio show. This is what one of the books you got to have. I've just been reading through this book. Now, she saw a, a another part of the book, but she did not see my testimonial at the beginning of the book. She had no idea I knew the guy. She said, this is the book. I said, I know who it is. I know David Dennis. She said, you do? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote a testimonial for his book that you haven't obviously seen. She said, oh my goodness. Well, whatever the case, you got to have him because this is a book that everybody needs to read. So, David, we're glad to have you. Now, real quick, uh, you were in a home. Your dad died. Your mom struggled with alcoholism. You were taken out of the home and and you were like four years old. Am I right? Yeah. Yes, I, I was. I was uh, actually, by the time I got removed, I was over five. But yeah, my dad died just before I turned four. And then for the next year or so, I was, was in the home with my mom as she decompensated. And, and then a little over a year after that, we got removed. And you and your sister ended up, thank God, the same home. Is that correct? We were placed in different foster homes to begin with. But then we did get reunited and, and we're blessed to get an opportunity to be raised by the same family and got that second chance that you mentioned. Yes. 
And that family maybe made an impact on you, made a major impact on you. Well, you grew up, you you were the uh, you were a success in high school, uh, but you still struggle with things. Am I right? Yeah, you know when you go through, uh, you know, as I tell people often, you know, it's once an orphan, always an orphan. And what I mean by that is not that you don't you can't grow beyond those experiences and and actually harvest, you know, some things from those experiences that make you. Uh, a stronger person, uh, but parts of that experience never leave you. And especially early in in the early years, when I was a, a young child growing up and a teen, when you lose everything that should be permanent in your life by the age of five, you you don't feel like anything could be permanent. Even this new home that I was blessed to, to be moved into, you still live with uh, some angst and some fear. And also you have a sense of feeling rejected. You feel a sense of feeling abandoned. Uh, and since that's your deepest pain, you never want to experience that again. So all through my youth, I really, my biggest priority was to be accepted, to be liked, to be popular, to fit in, to, to not ever feel rejection again. And that kind of led me to be class clown, uh, life of the party kind of guy, and uh, real, really no direction in my life. And, uh, and that, that continued down, uh, you know, a, kind of a wild uh, hedonistic kind of path for a few years until a couple of years after high school. And as you said, I really out of desperation, just got sick of my life and picked up a Bible. And it was one of those moments that other people have experienced where you just cry out to God and say, you know, if you're there, I need to hear from you. Mm. And I, I just innocently started reading the Bible. And there's a great verse in the Bible that says God delights in revealing himself to those who diligently seek him. And I've found not only in my life, but others I've talked to, and it's always in you know, a myriad of different ways that he does that, but he met me right where I was. I came to verses that I read that I needed to read. And and, and a verse I read, I'll share quickly, that the first verse I read that stuck with me and I'll never forget it was Hebrews 13, 8, and said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And for a kid who didn't feel like anything could be the same day to day and who lived still with fear that that I could lose this family uh, and and those kind of angst and, and uh, anxieties and things, when I read that verse that, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he'll never leave me nor forsake me. That was a game stopper for me. I, I just, I, I, that just was the beginning of the healing of my soul. And, and so right then I began a faith pilgrimage that continues to this day. And as I like to tell people, my faith journey is not a panacea. Doesn't mean I have a trouble-free life. It's, it's just, it's my compass uh, and my anchor. And so uh, I have problems like everyone else, but it's really been my guide in my life and in the center of my life and a big part of the purpose of my life. After that, I, uh, I it, it took me a long time to get through college because I wasted a few years during those crazy years. And <laughs> finally got out and, and uh, I was volunteering at church, working with uh, young people at the church, but I was also volunteering with at-risk kids at the shelter as a big brother, big sister, became a mentor. Uh, soon after that, I became a foster parent myself. And even though I went to seminary, I, I realized pretty early on after about a year of theology studies that I really was going to be out working with uh, families that were in marginalized settings and facing challenges like I had gone through and that I probably wasn't going to be working inside the church. So I changed my degree at the seminary to marriage and family. Hold that thought. We're going to come right back. We got more to this story because you got to hear the rest of the story and how he became a turnaround expert and a business leader. And he's going to change your life, change your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Waste Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Friendship is not about being convenient. It's about being committed and consistent. 
to revolutionize your relationship with money? I'm Brian Ford, a financial wellness expert. And I'm Bright Dixon, an expert in positive psychology. Together, we host Money and Mindset with Bright and Brian, a podcast from Truist Bank that's all about exploring the relationship between your money, your mindset, and your well-being. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts or truest.com forward slash money and mindset podcast. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I have a question for you. Have you ever wondered why some people can make a million dollars, lose it, make a second million, lose that, then make a third million, while other people can't even make ends meet? Well, the reason is that those people know the recipe for success. And that recipe is available to everyone if you will do what they did. They made a habit of getting positive, motivational resources of great thinkers and great learners. And I want to offer those same kind of resources to you. We've developed a free page on my website. It's wjspeaks.com slash gift. wjspeaks.com slash gift. On that site, we've got resources, books, audios to help you to grow and they're free. So go to wjspeaks.com slash gift, wjspeaks.com slash gift and get some of those resources and then share that page with your friends and your family members. We want to impact and inspire millions of people. And remember, if you enjoy this message on this podcast, like it, share it and Post a review about it and make a difference in the lives of others by letting them know about it. Have a great day. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast around the country, around the world, anywhere you look, around the corner, you're going to see me standing there trying to encourage and inspire you and help you to grow your future. Well, my special guest is the author of a hot new book called Gameness. Mm -hmm. We've often heard the cryptic question, got game. But gameness isn't just about sports. It's about life. You're going to hear more. But my guest is David Dennis. Now, before I do that, I want to encourage everybody to go to winwithwilly.com. Winwithwilly.com for resources to help you win more each and every day. We got, we got all sorts of things for help your marriage, help your children get motivated, help your uh, business, help your 
employees. We got something on that winwithwilly.com. Music, motivation, inspiration, entertainment, all right there. We want you to go and check it out and get signed up for my daily newsletter. Every day I send a one-minute message, Monday through Friday. Oh, you can hear me on Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell across America on radio. But we are trying to inspire and empower people globally to do more, be more, and achieve more. One of my special guests is David Dennis. He's written this book. He's telling us the story of his life, which was a real, real challenge. But in that challenge, he became a business leader. And this book teaches the lessons he learned over his life, as well as the lessons he's used to transform people's lives, business lives, and business organizations, and help them to do better in the future than they've done in the past. Well, David, you were telling us about the fact that you were, you were a, you were a mess going nowhere. Then you found some faith and it changed your life. And then you started helping others through foster care, helping others in foster care, as well as organization. Where did you go from there? You know, one of the things that happened for me, Willie, is I got, I got uh, into working with these at-risk youth and, and families that were living in challenging situations because I personally as we just discussed, identified so much with the pain in their lives. Mm. And, and that makes sense. But, you know, unintentionally, I think not only myself, but, but many others do the same. Whether you're a volunteer or whether you're a, a therapist like I became or whether you ultimately begin running programs and ultimately become a CEO like I did, being in that work always felt honorable. It was always uh, rewarding. And I always felt like I was uh, making a difference, which at some level I was. But one of the things that happens is, you realize that you're, you're treating these people like a problem to be solved rather than a potential to be realized. Mm, oh, stop right there. You're treating them like a problem. problem to be solved versus a potential to be realized. And, and what I mean by that, Willie, is, and I, I talk about this a lot in the very first section of my book, uh, which is uh, about having an ever quit mindset, but it's, the point I'm getting to here is many of the kids that I work with, I came to realize they knew more clinical terminology and they, they had become experts of the pain in their past instead of experts about the possibilities of their life. And so I, I over time, when I first came to Eckerd, most of our focus was working with kids in the foster care system, child welfare, juvenile justice. While we still serve some of those kids and families, one of the things we realized is 90% of those we were serving came from the same place and it was poverty. The very purpose of your show that we're doing today is to help people, you know, hopefully if they are in poverty and they're listening to your show, help them to build a pathway out of poverty right. through through employment, through discovering their God-given gifts and talents and learning the principles and techniques and skills it takes to move beyond that to living their purpose and their dream. And so we weren't doing that with these young people. We were triaging their pain, but we weren't. What I what I came to realize really is that. I began to see poverty as a flood of misery. Mm, say that and again. I began to see in my mind poverty as a flood of misery. And, and I saw myself as working hard every day, kind of like throwing sandbags after, after the flood came. And it, you're working hard, you're sweating, and you're, it feels, like I said, very honorable to do this work every day. But I had to ask myself one day, am I preventing anybody? from getting in, into child welfare? Am I preventing anybody from getting to social services? Am I preventing anybody from going into the juvenile justice or prison system? And more importantly, am I doing anything to help people discover how to live their life to their fullest potential? So what we decided is we're going to go upstream because 
Poverty's flood of misery cannot be stopped by more sandbags of social welfare programs or prisons. You agree? Yep. Okay, so we decide we're going to go upstream. We're going to build a dam. And that dam is what you all are talking about on your show. And it's teaching them how yes. to think different so they yes. can do different. Well, that's what you do in this book, though. I mean, this, exactly. book, is, this book is fantastic. Just like my wife ran it off and said, you got to interview this. It says, finding advantages and adversity, gameness. Now, let me read a little bit, folks, about the, the, the if you go to the website, got game. It's about life, a person's ability to live beyond the inevitable problems and pains that threaten to derail us from our fullest potential. It is realizing that God didn't put us here merely to survive, but to take charge of our lives. Gameness means living each day with a never quit mindset, resoluteness of purpose, a fighting spirit, and the will required to act beyond our feelings. This book when I started reading it, as I said, I had written a quote about it from the little bit I had because you just gave me some, some preambles about it. But when I read it, I couldn't stop, just couldn't put it down. And then I was earmarking every page, just about making notes in the margins, making places. Oh, my gosh, this is so powerful. First, explain what gameness is. It's, it's not a word we use in our vernacular now in this day more as much as it was used years ago. Tell us about gameness and how you came to that title. You know, Willie, I set out to write this book because I never got to have a conversation with my dad left a hole in me that I felt all my life. And as our kids, our five children began to grow up, I thought, you know, I'm leaving something behind for my five children. That conversation I never got to have with my dad. And I don't want it to be some ramblings or just a few, you know, reflections in some journal. I wanted this book that I left for them uh, to be a manual for them to live their life to their fullest potential. Mm. And so the more I thought about it, there were so many similarities in the message that it, I, when it came right down to it, and I, I, I determined I was going to boil it down to one word. So I looked and looked and looked and researched, and I finally came across this word gameness. And the four defining attributes of gameness, when I read that, those were the things I was writing about in this book to them. And I said, that's it. And here's mm -hmm. what they were. They were these four things because I don't care what they do. I don't care how intelligent they are. I don't care how fit they are. I don't care how charming they are. I don't care who they know. If they don't have these four attributes, and the same with any of your listeners, if they don't have these four attributes, they will not live their life to their fullest potential. And, and it's these four defining attributes of gameness that I read in the dictionary. And it's a never quit mindset that you just read. It's resoluteness to a purpose. It's having a fighting spirit and the will to act beyond your feelings. And what those four attributes, what that really means is the never quit mindset means you got to manage your perspective. Mm. It, means, it means you've got to learn in your life to see things better, even when you can't see better things. Uh oh, see things better, even when you're not presently seeing better things. Ooh, it, that's good. Secondly, resoluteness to purpose. I have a little quote I've kept up on our mantle all my life that my kids have seen. Only those who see the invisible, you finish it. We'll achieve we'll do, the we'll do the impossible. We'll okay? achieve the impossible. Right. So we can we can borrow a verse out of the Bible since we both share a common faith that says that I know you love to. Without a vision, the people shall perish. That's right. The, op the opposite of the word perish is to thrive. 
your show, your show today is you're teaching people how to thrive. Okay. Yes. And, and what that's the essence of gamers, because in life, the one thing we're guaranteed is every day we're going to wake up and knocking at our door is going to be adversity demanding something of us. Do you agree? Yep. And here's, yeah, here's, here's what gameness is. Gameness, gameness says, I recognize that adversity is going to knock at my door and demand something of me every day. And I'm going to have to respond in one of three ways. We're going to respond to problems when they come knocking and they knock every day. We're going to surrender. That's one. Right. Or, sec or second, we're going to just try to survive it and get through it. And even if you survive it, that's at some level of resilience. But gameness is one step further. And that's sub you subdue your problems. That's where you answer back to your problems and say, I'm demanding something of you. Gameness means that when I face my problems in my life, my problems are going to result in growing power in me, not have power over me. Say that one more time. Problems are my opportunity to grow power in me, not to, for my circumstances and problems to have power over me. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, the, the bottom line is, as Viktor Frankl expressed in his experience in Nazi prison camps, and we've all read his book, Man's Search for Meaning, we have no control over what we're going to face every day. Life is unsure, it's unfair, and it's oftentimes unpleasant. But we have total control over we're going to respond. And so resilience is a popular word, Willie. Yep. And res resilience is important, but resilience you can be resilient and just keep getting up every time you get knocked down and you just get tougher and stronger and more callous, maybe. And there's nothing wrong with getting up every time. It's, it's the first step of gameness. You gotta, you gotta get, you gotta get up. Right. But if you don't get better and stronger, wiser and more resourceful and learn lessons that make you better from your problem, you don't have gameness. Mm. Okay. It's one thing to get up, but it's another thing to get up and learn something from the experience. Well, it's your, it's your book that you wrote. I'll tell you, your, your book that you wrote is a setback is, a setup for a comeback. Yes, sir. Okay. So it's not just bouncing back. That is resilience. Gameness is bouncing forward. It's, it's, what, it's, 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 it's what you write about in your book. And it's it's why I wanted to get the book to you because as I was writing it, I kept smiling, thinking of you and uh, how many times you'd spoken those things in, to my life and in my team's life. And uh, you live these. You've lived it. It's your story. Gameness yes. is your, it's your life story. But what I realized, Willie, really is if I can leave here and I'm gone, I don't have anything for my dad. No words of wisdom, no advice. Um, my kids are going to have this. And I know that if they apply these four attributes to their life, they, have, they will have the ability to live their life to their fullest potential, whatever they do. But without it, they can't and they won't. Not just them, but anyone. Well, that's why this book is so profound. Folks, you've got to understand that this is a book that can literally change your life. It's called Gameness. Land on Your Feet, Not on Your Failings by David Dennis. We're going to take a quick break for station identification. We'll be right back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. This is the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I got an email from a gentleman in Australia who shared how he had been struggling in his business, and he bought some of my books and audios, and how it had a profound impact on his business, and he went from worst to first in his company. I shared with him how much I appreciated his note, but I told him those books, those audios, those videos were not just something that I just thought up one day and started to write. They were born out of my experiences, out of the challenges of overcoming the problems and the difficulties and how I was able to do it. And I shared with him that 
others have sent similar messages and that these resources work. I want to encourage you and invite you to go to my store. Go to wjspeaks.com slash shop. wjspeaks.com slash shop. Shop. Get some of the books. It only takes a minute to change your life. Or a setback is a setup for a comeback. Or turn setbacks into greenbacks. Or chicken soup for the soul. Or an attitude of excellence. Or the book I wrote with my wife after 34 years of being married and not having an argument in over 30 years. We wrote a book called Make Love, Make Money, Make It Last. And now it is saving marriages all over the globe. Go to the store. Get some of the audios, the videos, the books, the resources to help you have greater personal and professional success. This is Dr. Willa Jolly. Make this a great day on purpose. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast among around the world. I want to thank again our sponsor, Truist Bank. Truist Bank is a tremendous partner for us. They believe that better lives and better communities begin with care. That includes caring a lot about the well-being of their clients, their customers, community. And they also care for those who care for others, EMTs and firefighters and policemen and healthcare workers. Truist is interested in improving the connection between your finances, your personal well-being, and your life and community. And they launched Money and Mindset. They launched Money and Mindset, which is a podcast to help you to grow your financial literacy. It's available on their website at truist.com. It's a free research and resource and a free research and resource program to help you grow. You're going to love this. So just go to truist.com, T-R-U-I-S-T.com. Check out their Money and Mindset podcast with Bright and Brian. I've been a guest on it. It's phenomenal, and it's a great resource to help you grow. You'll be glad you did. Remember, when you start with care, you build a different kind of bank, Truist Bank. Now, we've been talking about this book, Gameness. Land on your feet, not on your feelings. David, thank you for being my guest. And I want you to tell people where they can purchase the book and any special offers that you have to the people who might want to get it in volume and help them to grow their teams. Yes, really be happy to. The book's website is gamenessleadership.com. And if you go on that website, if you decide to order from the website, uh, price discounts will automatically calibrate if you buy in bulk. Uh, you can also get the book on Amazon and other uh, typical be- booksellers that uh, you may typically use to get your books. And you can also reach me uh, at info at gameness.com. Info at gameness.com. I'm info- sorry, info at gamenessleadership.com. Info at gameness leadership. Okay, the address is info at gamenessleadership.com. Dot com and game now, is, the, 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 web, the website is uh, gamenessleadership.com. All right, that's spelled G A M E N E S S, gameness. Let me read a quote from somebody who read the book and sent David a note, and I got hold of that note. David, I want to give your book out to everybody. I haven't finished it, but it keeps reading me as I read it over sections and chapters when it's been hitting me. Uh, on the right timing of what's going on. I'm not sure, but I think I finally let it sink in my heart that I'm joyful 
as I go through trials. And it seems like I'm becoming excited to learn and figure out what can be learned and how to even use what I'm learning for the future. I could go on and on about this amazing book and it's showing me right now how your book has just meshed with all I've been learning. Thank you so, so much for thinking of this book and sharing it. I am blessed by it and I wanna share with others and I'm grateful for your taking time to write it. This is an incredible book. Couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I want people to read this book. I'm telling people about this book. And now that my wife, again, I, my wife, that's why I married a smart woman. She said, you gotta not only read this book in full, but you gotta interview him. And she was right. David, you've got so much. I have earmarked this book. First of all, the fact that gameness is a word that was used back in the 1890s and was a word that was often used years ago, but it is the quality of mind enabling one to face danger, hardship, resolutely, bravery, courage, fearfulness, metal, nerve, pluck, spirit, undauntedness, valiantness, valor. And, and then you go on and, and it's something here I want to read. We never achieve gameness without a fighting spirit. No one who has ever lived had anything to do with being born, yet each of us has final say about how we live. Regardless of what we fight to change about ourselves, there's one thing about life that we can never change. We will live each day in the face of adversity that demands something of us. It's up to us to face it or fall back. Woo, woo. Ooh, this is a great book, man. All right, so let's talk about the lessons people can learn because people here might be going through trials and tribulations, challenges, difficulties. What are the lessons you're teaching or you wanted to share in this book that you wrote for your children but now has become a bestseller? You know, one of the things that I experienced, I, I did private practice counseling for a number of years before I became a, a leader and, and administrator uh, running running organizations, and I, I continued to do private practice counseling for a while, even when I did that. And over the years, one of the things that I came to realize was there's there was a a pattern of people that would come to my office to see me, Willie, and that with a focus on wanting to talk about their past. Mm. Uh, and and I don't want to minimize the challenging uh, situations people face, but people would want to spend most of the session talking about whether it was a bad boss or whether it was loss of a job or a, a divorce or, or some childhood event, but they were consumed with the, you know, and our intake forms in counseling were all about asking questions about their past. And it wasn't that those aren't important. I recognize that they are, but as Kierkegaard reminds us, life must be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. Right. And so I began to shift my folks and my counseling to asking people questions. Okay, what's your vision for your life? What's your, what is your purpose? What are your goals? You know, what, and begin to talk to people about their potential. And when you start doing that and you start setting those goals uh, and you start making decisions to live forward, one of the things that happens inevitably is you, you come to a point. I love, I love what William James said. He said, I'm, I'm not happy. I'm not, I don't sing because I'm happy. I'm happy because I sing. Uh, and if you read much of William James' mm. writings, you find out kind of the underpinning of all of his writings is that we must learn to act ourselves to new ways of feeling rather than continuing to try to feel our way to new ways of acting. Mm. 
And it's, it's, a, it's something that I think causes a lot of problems. And I really encouraged my kids and those that I'm sharing this book with, the last chapter is, uh, you know, is the last attribute of gayness. And that is uh, having the will required to act beyond your feelings. You know, it's, it's no matter what programs I provide the at-risk youth that I serve, no matter what counseling opportunities I provide, no matter what training programs you offer people, if they don't adapt a mindset of gameness, it won't matter. Mm. It won't make any difference because if they don't have a never quit mindset and really learn to manage their perspective, and as I said, see things better, even when they can't see better things, if they don't learn to be resoluteness to a purpose and live, live their life forward with a focus on their purpose and, and their, their, their potential in their life, rather than being consumed with their past, and if they don't learn to see problems as an opportunity to grow power in their life versus have power over them and learn to have a take dominion attitude. And I think that at the foundation of this book, the mindset I wanted to share with my kids, one of the very first things God says to man and woman after he creates them is this. He didn't say, and I hope it goes well for you. Hope everything's all right. It, he didn't He didn't introduce us to this world as spectators. Right. That's like one of the very first things he says to man and woman in the beginning of time was this. Okay, here it is. Now go subdue it and take dominion of every living thing. Those are military terms. Those are take charge terms. Those are take authority terms. Those aren't spectator terms. No. These are he's telling us, I'll go see what you got. And and I want to read this to you if I could, Willie. It's it's a, if I got a minute. Yeah, go ahead. This this is something I included in my book toward the toward the back of the book. And it's a quote from Stephen Pressfield that I took from his book war of art i love this message it says in the end the question can only be answered by action this is that the will required to act beyond your feelings yes do it or don't do it it may help to think of it this way if you were meant to cure cancer or write a symphony or crack cold fusion and you don't do it you not only hurt yourself even destroy yourself you hurt your children you hurt me you hurt the planet you shame the angels who watch over you and you spite the almighty who created you and only you with the unique gifts for the sole purpose of nudging the human race one millimeter further along its path back to God. Your work is not selfish. It's not a selfish act or bid for attention on your part. It's a gift to the world and every being in it. Don't cheat us of your contribution. Give us what you got. So what have you got? Mm. That's, that's why I wrote this book. I want to encourage every human being that's listening to your show you know, Willie, this year, there's going to be 1.2 million attempted suicides in America. There's mm. going to be 250,000 children will end up in the foster care system, removed from their homes. There'll be 10 million adult arrests, 700,000 teenage arrests. There'll be 600 plus thousand marriages end in divorce. And there will be the leading cause of death again this year will be heart disease, LinkedIn activity and obesity. That's a lot of quitting. Mm. That, that's a lot of giving up. That's a, that's, that's a lot of lives, not only suffering and causing suffering in the lives of others, but it's a lot of lives not living their life to their full potential. And I know that's what your show is about. And that's why I was yep. excited to be out here with you. That's what we have got to be committed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. People understand when I say it now, and this book really applies to what I often say, God's gift to us is life. Yes. Our gift to God is what we do with our lives. Do something extraordinary. Do something massive. Do something exciting. Because 
when it's all said and done, that there'll be much more said than done. And so what we want to get people to do is to get busy. Now, one more thing I want to say, because some people might say, well, I'm just a little folk. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. I'm just a damaged good. I love how you say the best apple cider is created from the damaged apples. Okay, folks, so you've got a you've got a purpose. I don't care if you've gone made mistakes and gone through all sorts of self-made setbacks. The best cider comes from damaged goods. Amen. And God can use damaged goods. He used Moses, who was a he had killed somebody. He used Rahab, who was a prostitute. He used uh, David, who was an adulterer. He used uh, uh, Peter, who was a cusser. You know, they, he uses people who are not perfect, who are not. He doesn't qualify us. We are not the ones who get used. It's the ones who he uses, who are damaged, who are messed up. Like I said, I'm a jacked up joker, but I was willing to let him use me. This book is a type of book he talks about and and, and not a beat you upside the head religious book. That's what I love. It's just we use as he both of us doing our books. We use scripture to qualify, to amplify, to illustrate a point, a point that will help you to do more, to be more, to achieve more, and to leave this place better than you found it. And that your your gifting will be that when you die, your gifts or your impact won't die with you because mm-hmm. people will be changed by what you've done while you were here. Oh, this is a great book. It's called Gameness, Land on Your Feet, Not on Your Feelings by David Dennis. We got one more segment coming up. Stay tuned, everybody, because really the best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Show. Stay tuned. Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech. And I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided 
to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life. And I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500. And that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you, grow your mindset, grow your future, grow your finances. Go to wjspeaks.com billionaire. wjspeaks.com billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to wjspeaks.com billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show and podcast with my special guest, my friend, David Dennis. Gameness. Gameness. Land on your feet, not on your feelings. In this book, you will learn how David originally wrote this book as a love letter, instructional guide for his children and grandchildren. And then others learned of it and wanted to glean the wisdom and the pearls for themselves. You'll want to do the same. This book is a powerful book, a powerful book. I have earmarked so many pages in this book. I could just take, I could just take one thing after another, uh, uh, the parable of the, the talents and how it's not about it's not about the money. It's about the effort. Oh, God, this is so good. Uh, it got in here about your feelings. Land on your feelings. Don't, let's talk about some of the things that you have taught your children about being successful and looking past pains and learning the future lessons. What are the, some of the things that you really want people to hear about from this book, David, that could change their lives, particularly the small business people, the small entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs, some of the things that you would really want them to be able to walk away and say, you know what, this will change my life. Well, I think for anybody listening to the show, uh, my, my children, it was the number one message that I shared with them. It's the, it was the most important game-changing truth in my life. And, and I think for anyone is this, regardless of what your business is and your goals are for that business, uh, you're going to have a strategic plan and, and you're going to have outcomes that you're pursuing and, and deliverables and revenue, all that. I, and uh, I get that. Be competitive. But regardless of what you do with your life in terms of those kind of goals, if you don't have a, a compass for your life, uh, you can become very zealous and passionate and expend a lot of energy doing things. And then end up one day finding yourself 
that you arrived at a place you really didn't want to, you didn't want to go, you didn't want to get to. And what I mean by that is this. Say that again. Say that again. Say that again. Say that whole thing again. Say that whole thing again, please. Yeah. I, I, I don't care what your business is. I don't care what your goals are in your business. I don't care if it's a revenue goal. I don't care if it's market share. I don't care if it's uh, whatever that is. It could be that you're an athlete and your goal is to do with sports performance. Whatever those things are, while you may be very passionate about those things, you may have spent years becoming very knowledgeable and savvy and skilled, and you're the best of the best at your craft. And you may just be zealously passionate about it. You may derive a great amount of joy doing it. But if you haven't taken time to ask a question about what your ultimate purpose is in life, not just your business purpose, not just your sports and performance purpose, but your ultimate purpose. And what I mean by that is this, whatever it is that we're doing, I, I like to view like whatever your, your business is, whatever your goals are and your aspirations are in your business, that's kind of the engine of your life mm. that really moves you forward. But the tracks that you run on, where you're going to end up, that's going to be your values. Okay. And so your values, you need to ask yourself, what are the principles and values and beliefs that I am basing how I live my life on? Mm. Because that's what's going to decide not only where you end up in your life, because it's going to decide your priorities. It's going to decide when you've got uh, your kid's awards assembly coming up and he's or she is just hoping and praying you'll show up and see him receive that award, that you got a business meeting where you might make a little bit more money in your company. And if you don't have a moral compass or a higher purpose compass that's guiding you to make that decision, you may have made the money that day and go to bed with a lot of regret that night. Right. So, so it's good to have goals, be motivated, know what your, your strategic plan is, be, be skilled, be talented, be knowledgeable about what you do. But know what you believe and know why you believe it. I can't, I can't say it enough. No, so you said it. I like the way you said it. It said, if you don't know where you're going, clearly, you might end up somewhere other than where you wanted to go. Look, you is, know, that, is that how you said it? Yep. And I'm going to give you one example. I, I, I have a very close friend. He's very, actually, he's a very close friend of my daughter's. and. His father is one of the most bright, talented, really genius entrepreneurs that I've ever met. I mean, incredibly talented, very wealthy, been, but he got the Midas touch. He's in prison right now. Mm. Nobody can believe it. Nobody would have ever believed it. I would have never believed it. I'm still in disbelief he is. He became so focused on being the best at his craft, but he didn't have a compass that was strong enough to make sure that he had direction for his life and he continued to pursue. It, there was never enough money and he continued to pursue making more of it and it took him down a pathway where greed took over and he is in prison. He can't believe it himself. And I'll tell you, uh, a great story. I sent him a copy of this book and he's brokenhearted over this. He still can't believe he's failed his wife and his children. And he, he can't believe he ended up there. And he told me, he said, David, I don't know why I did it. I just, I, I, I just couldn't say no. 
because mm. he didn't he didn't have a compass. And so he took the book and he I, I sent him several books. I sent him a box of books and he gave them out to some guys in the prison. And they, they all decided to read it together and discuss it and the impact it's having on their lives in prison. Now they've asked for another box of books. I'm donating these to the prison. These are all white, these are all white collar criminals, all with a history of wild success in business. So it didn't mean they didn't know their purpose in terms of their business purpose, their goals to make money. They were all doing that masterfully, right. but they didn't have a compass of an ultimate purpose in their wow. life to guide it. Wow. Uh, David, every time I have a guest, I ask them the same question. You're coming to D.C. and I pick you up. We go to lunch and then I take you over to one of the universities, Howard, Ham, uh, Howard, uh, uh, Georgetown, GW. We go into a business class of young wannabe business people. Give them a couple. You got us because where you're going is just right. Yeah. You got I can, tell, I can tell you exactly what I'd tell them. Yes. So I would tell them what I tell what I've told my leadership team for many, many years. Hire character mm. and teach skills. Say that again. Hire character will teach you the skills. And here and here's what I mean by that. Hire character and teach, teach skills. Skills. Because I've I've had a lot of people come to work for me over the years. Just like this gentleman I just told you about, impeccable skills. I don't know anyone with better business skills. And it was all validated in his business success and wealth. He's in prison. Mm. Okay. And so how character teach skills. In other words, if I had to choose between a person who came to interview for a job with me and they, they said, well, this guy's got impeccable character. This, this young lady has proven in everything she's done in her life that she has a never quit mindset. She has resoluteness to her purpose. She has a fighting spirit. She has the will required to act beyond her feelings. But she's not as knowledgeable as about what we do as this lady over, this girl over here, this young lady. It's easy, easy decision for me. I'm going to hire the lady that's got gameness. And here's right. why. Here's why. It doesn't really matter what you're doing in your life. I'm going to tell you this. You are going to end up on your back in a fight. At some point, and mm. if you can, if you can't fight off your back, you don't have gameness. Wow! And, and I'll tell you, the origination of this word, as crude as this story is, back in the old days, people didn't have ADT security system. They didn't have ring doorbells. Right. But they what they had was a dog, mm. and and they had a dog that sat at the door of their house, and if they didn't have a dog that refused to turn tail and run. When approaching animals came around, they could harm their family or people came that could have hurt their family. If they didn't have a dog that would stay there and be courageous. And even in an attack, if, if an animal attacked, it was trying to get to the family and they were on their back and the other animals on top. The dogs that wouldn't quit when they were on their back, they were defined. They were called game dogs. That's where the term came from. Wow. And wow. so. And so when people were looking for a nanny dog to guard their kids and family when they were away, when they're out in the fields working, they, their kids would be up at the house and they would want a nanny dog, a dog that was a protective game dog, which would not run away for anything. They would die between that family and any danger. And so when people were looking for that kind of dog, 
They didn't care if you were the biggest or strongest, most powerful looking dog. They wanted to know, is the dog game? And what that meant, that was code for saying, when something gets them on their back, do they quit? Wow. You know, Les Brown has a great quote that says, uh, when you get knocked down, land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. And I love this quote, too. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's, it's the a, size of the fight in the dog. That's exactly that's exactly that's exactly what where this term came from. That's what gameness is. Where can people get this book, David? Gamenessleadership.com or Amazon. All right, and, well, I want people to go to Gameness. I want you to go to Gameness Leadership because if you buy it there, you can get volume discounts. I want to thank David Dennis. I want to thank Truist. When you start with care, you build a different kind of bank. This is a show that specifically focuses on caring. And that's why I'm glad David Dennis is my guest today. I want to thank them. I want to thank all of you for making this show the number one self-help show. And then I want to encourage everybody to go to winwithwilly.com, winwithwilly.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for the resources we have there. Get some of the free resources. And then follow me on my social media. Stay connected. We're trying to transform the world. People go around the world. And the reason we are able to do that is because of you making sure you stay connected to us so we can can make a community that one person touches many others and we continue to grow. I want to thank all of you. I want to thank Truist. I want to thank David Dennis for being my guest. No matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, you got gameness when you read this book and you go make it happen. And remember God's gift to you is life. Your gift to God is what you do with it. So do something extraordinary. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And for sure, your best is yet to come. Have a great day on purpose. God bless you. you enjoyed this podcast episode and I hope you got something of great value and I hope that you were inspired, you were motivated, you were empowered and you were encouraged to live your best life. I hope this information and this inspiration will help you to do more, be more and to achieve more. That's the goal why I started this program and I hope it helped you in a mighty way. Now, I ask you to make sure and that you take full advantage of all the resources that came through this program. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com gift and get some of the free resources that we have there for you. I hope you go to wjspeaks.com shop to get some of the books that we have created, that we've labored over to make sure that they will deliver a powerful message to you. I hope you go to 
willyjolly.com slash billionaire. willyjolly.com slash billionaire or wjspeaks.com slash billionaire to get the box that it will inspire your whole family or get the bag of books. Make this a great day, a great week, a great month. And remember, it is true that you are blessed and all things are possible for them that believe. So make the most of the belief that you have now in your future. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.